kicking and screaming whilst being dragged out of his embassy there in Norwich, where he has been posted for the last eight years. His hair is tied back, greying, thinning. His beard, lustrous and full. He hasn't seen the day of light. His skin, translucent, kicking and screaming. He is pulled and loaded into a police meat wagon. Is this Julian Assange? No. It's Justin Panks, and he's coming out to play for the first time in ages. Jussie P, how you doing? Welcome to episode 146. All my fault, music. about it's enough you okay you've got me thinking already assange assange is one of those words i there's no good way of saying it no assange assange that's like assange. lasagna lasagna right assange i don't like here are some here are some words i struggle to say and not because yep. of any sort of speech impediment i just don't like them the name carl okay i just don't like it not that i don't like the name but i, I feel like saying carl carl but then carl. it's like carl so um, I, have to I get say told it's... off. My friend is called Carl, and I get told off Carl. for calling yeah. him Carl. Yeah, but when I but it's, what I'm saying is when I'm speaking and I and I would go to drop in the name Carl, I have to sort of say it. I have to become affected and say Carl, and it just doesn't sound like I'm saying it. It's like I'm doing a yeah, character. Yeah, it's too of long a name for a four-letter name, isn't it? When you say it like that. Carl, and another word I don't like Carl. saying is wolf. 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 Because I want to say. Wolf. Wolf. I want to say wolf. Yeah, like W-O-W-F, wolf. But I have to go wolf. And it's like, that's not actually me saying it. That's an affected way of speaking. What does my mum say? My mum says something. Oh, what is it that she says? You carry on doing yours and I'll think about what mum says. No, sorry. A handbag? She says... Oh, it'll come to me. But my mum's it's got coming. a few where I go, tell you why are you pronouncing thing. every letter in that word, mum? Yeah, comfortable. Comfort. Like, northerners will sometimes say comfortable. Comfortable. What about and vehicle? Like, that's American ve- yeah. vehicle. Vehicle. That's like vehicle. they don't know how to speak. Like, I think that when the Western english-speaking people britain basically started to colonize the united states of america i think in some of those southern states they obviously wrote things down and they they must have not seen first generation british people they said you'll deal with these ones we'll write them down they're fairly straightforward just yeah like, what's this written. one vehicle like no it's a silent why have we got okay i think i might have mentioned this before but it's been back back on my mind how fucking ridiculous is it that the 
word for the letter H hasn't got a phonetic sound in it. Because people who correct you go, it's not H, it's H. Why is it H? That's just awkward. Yeah. Silly, isn't it? It hasn't got the her sound in the word for the her sound. Yeah, but do you remember we then covered it and found there was lots of words, lots of letters like that. Well, there are, but we did. But I just think H. Like W starts with a D. Yeah, W, yeah, it does. But that's because there's an explanation of a W. It's two U's put together. <laughs> it's a W, isn't it? Uh... But how? But I think people have gone out of the way to drop the off H. It should be fucking H. I would never, I would never accept that. My nan, that was a a a big bugbear. Was that? So it's I. Not H, H. It's H, and people are all smug about it. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? Uh, did you know it's actually H and not H? Hey, how can it fucking be H? A should be called H. Although I do this, I do this with T's all the time. If my son slips up and says like better. I always say, I have a little look round in that word. I think there's a couple of T's you're missing. Yeah, okay, here's another thing. I'm a thing. smug little dad, aren't I? A little grammar Nazi. Here's another thing that I've been thinking. There are certain phrases where I always thought them to mean... I know what the phrase is used, what context it's used in, but I always sort of like had thought the origin of the phrase, and it's when I found out the actual origin, I think, oh, my origin's actually better. <laughs> yeah, but you do that with everything. I do with that everything, with everything. All the things you go, yeah, I know that that is the fact of this matter, but I think this is how this thing happened. Like toe the line. Toe the line. My whole life I thought that meant to pull a line. Like you've got to toe the line, Ash. I thought that meant sort of like there's a there's a wagon with lines attached to it and we've all got to tow it and do our bit and pull it. But it actually means walk up to a line and put your not go over it. I did not know that. Yeah, in par... Well, this is... Oh, I just thought of another one. People that say parliament. Parliament. In parliament, they used to have... Because people used to carry swords, they drew two lines either side of the house that were like the arm and swords width apart so you couldn't reach each other. And I thought to toe the line meant to sort of pull your weight, chip in and do what you're told. Yeah. Uh, but actually, toe the line means to show restraint and not go over the line so you could swipe, swipe a sword at someone when you're arguing. Huh? I mean, that's I don't good. know. Which, I don't know, but that's just... I thought toe the line meant to, to toe a line. Like, as in toe... When you say in, you don't know, you just... You do know. You just said. Yeah, but I don't know if ever, anything I just said's right. What? I might have made all of that up. I don't For think fuck's I have. Sake, it's not like having a conversation with a nine-year-old. I haven't, but no, no, no. We're okay. I need Next to qualify. Next, you telling me your dad isn't really a spaceman. No, he is. I'm not. You know, you have to edit that out. You know, you're not supposed to say that. The, well, the, space, the, the space person. The secret British astronaut men that stood on the. Oh, took a picture of a black hole, haven't they? That was less than overwhelming. I've not seen it, but I've seen the. Uh the black hole of Twitter after it. What does that mean? Just the fact that you look at anything on Twitter and the news is, is always ruined, isn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, Twitter is... anything, it'll just be, well, this is bloody uh, down to Brexit. I think people that get their news and current events off Twitter is like being in the middle of a throng 
of a pitchfork wielding psychopathic mob of people holding torches and pitchforks and just listening to what everyone around you saying that's what it's like getting your current events from twitter i do do that though didn't you no i don't go on there i don't like it i don't see the point of it i don't really go on facebook anymore i don't go on social media anymore i've, I've sort of tapped out of the of the, of the world that's not ideal for what with us trying no, to but know. when i get when i when i get the blues i do tend to withdraw from society and uh hide and i'm hiding at the moment i well, mean hiding listener, listener get on there make justin feel loved no i don't have want to seen, feel loved have you seen what yanis has done this week because obviously we're going up late yeah. have you seen what what yanis has put together uh did he compose about a five minute character assassination of me <laughs> he did it was incredible wasn't it <laughs> I, got, I got through two minutes wiped a tear away and had to turn it off it was just too, <laughs> i was getting too much of a kick in i think it's the way forward for podcasts if other people could just write them and yeah. put them over the uh if we could get an animator to animate everything we'd be in absolute business me and we're not lazy like, you know when the uh the beatles did uh yellow submarine and they weren't really in it it yeah. was voice voice actors. That'd be us and the Prince Except of Perth podcast. Except at the end, I think they sang all together now. Oh, did they? Right, let's well, have it out. The, I fell under their spell when I was a young man. The Beatles are shit. No, I, I won't have that the Beatles are shit. I, I would say, have. okay, I would say more than 50% of their canon is shit. Yeah. Not shit. Oh, it's difficult, but... It's a bit okay, like... Yellow Submarine, the film, atrocious. <laughs> Magical Mystery Tour, I mean, they didn't even release that. It is apt for year. It's absolute dog shit. A lot of their songs, and it was, I always blamed Paul because I always thought Paul was a bit like nursery rhymey in his sort of songs. Like, oh, bloody, oh, bloody. It's awful. I mean, it's, it's twee. It's, it's chintzy. It's old-fashioned. I just awful but without it what do we have no oasis so even worse but oasis again we've spoken about this they're so of their time i listen to oasis now and it is it's aged so much yeah but i'm I'm very smug because i didn't like them at the time i was evangelical about my hatred for them but I, I will not. be honest, the reason I didn't like them, the reason I cited was I was like, oh, they're a second-rate Beatles, but I don't even like the Beatles now. I don't think the Beatles aged well. No. I think they went for a Some spell in had. the 70s. I think they lost it in the... I think they lost popularity a bit in the 70s and 80s, and then it came back in the 90s, didn't it? Well, that is the thing, isn't it? Because you can remember them as being constantly popular. There was a reason why they were splitting up and having troubles and all that kind of stuff, and it was they're, because... They're not as popular. prolific. They're not as in the zeitgeist now, are they? No, but they're still making billions of pounds every oh, week. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. They are, they are. But, I mean, they were like... Every other cover of Mojo in the 90s had like one of the Beatles on it. Yeah. Well, a lot of them have died. I don't want to break it to you hard, but they're not doing well. The good ones have died, actually, haven't they? Um, I had a thing the other day where someone mentioned about... Um, Ringo Starr being the voice of Thomas the Tank Engine and that presses my buttons to a certain extent because he only did like 50 episodes which is still a a chunk of episodes but he did like the first series of Thomas the Tank Engine and then another guy Michael Angelis 
he has done like 350, 400 episodes of Thomas the Tank Engine, but no one knows that he isn't Ringo Starr. They just always assume it's Ringo Starr. I still think Doctor Who's Tom Baker. But then you get someone stuck in an era, don't you? Me, the weirdest thing is Michael Angelis's brother played Ringo Starr in Yellow Submarine. What a small world. How bizarre. How... Remember that song? How bizarre, how bizarre. Yeah, they were like they were like Kiwis, weren't they? I hated that song. Yeah, that was like one of those novelty songs. What's your... Like, there's a song that makes me angry. You know that song by... Is it Everything But The Girl? Step Off The Train. Yeah, yeah. You know that one? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That song makes my blood boil that, sort of, that was that sort of era of like trancey shit wasn't it lighthouse family that yeah yeah m people that gets me furious just for no good reason no i, I tell you what i tell you speaking of things that get you furious i've got to bring this up i Sorry. i realized something about myself the other day i realized that the most the highest level of anxiety i feel when out and about is when I am waiting for a petrol pump in a busy garage. Really? I real I sit there and I'm constantly looking around thinking someone's going to gazump me to a pump because, Ash, here's the scenario. Because what f- would you do about it? And I'll end up in prison. That's what I'm saying. I'm so... I just... if some, I don't know. I get an- anxious that someone's going to jump in front of me and I'm going to kill them. And you're going to have to stab them to death. Yeah. Because this is my this is what I see. There's there's four pumps and you can go either side of them. So effectively, there's eight filling stations, right? Yeah. Now, if they're all full, and you pull in, I don't think the system is you pick a pump and wait for that pump. I think whichever pumps free is mine. Wow, do you? I do. I think that you're either one. Either this is you're one or the other. I'm yeah. the next customer. I don't feel I need to commit to a particular pump. I th- well yeah we disagree on that. This is what I'm saying. So I know this is I know it's a contentious issue, Ash. So in my little beady old brain behind my eagle's beak, I'm thinking, well, I'm sitting here. I'm 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 parked far back and central enough to swoop in to either one. Any of the four, either side. They got extra on hoses now. I don't have to You've get got your pe- name on them. I'm next, but I know that someone's going to come in and get in front of me, and then I'm going to beat my horn, and then they're going to ignore me. And then they've got to get out of their car. This is the thing. This is why it bothers me more than getting cup on the motorway. They've got to get out of their little metal protective box. And I'm oh, going to see their, I'm going to see their face mugging me off, sneering at me, Ash, laughing, cackling away inside that they've got me. And I'm going to get out of my car and I'm going to go in my boot and get my nine iron. And I'm going to go and stick it right through the middle of their fucking forehead. Yeah, how's it going this week, mate? So I feel anxious, even if no one's behind me. I feel very anxious that that situation is literally way f- there's like a wafer thin like thread between me and that scenario becoming true. Do you know what happens when I'm doing it and someone pulls in and and steals that? Yeah, you just go about your business and pretend you never okay. noticed. Why does it bother me so much? I don't know. It's like, it's what, it's what bothers me so much? What bothers me like that is when someone does a really minor driving thing 
in front of me and thinks I've done something wrong and then they drive off and I can't point out to them that it was actually them that did uh, the thing I'll tell you what I hate. You come up to a junction, maybe a little bit quicker than you should, but you're, you're well in control and you stop and per- someone drives past and looks at you like you weren't going to stop, like you haven't done anything wrong. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh you come up to that roundabout too fast and scared me. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping. And, and, and I've said this before. It's a new recent phenomenon. You annoy someone on the road, they used to give you two fingers, one finger, the wanker sign. That's what we do. Yeah. Now this sarcastic round of applause has come in <laughs> where they sort of clap like, yeah, well done, mate. You didn't let me in that junction. It's like... Both hands too- off the wheel for the clap. And people say that sarcasm is the lowest form of wit. I would argue that when you're driving... To put a layer of sarcasm on your gesture is actually quite complex. You could just stick your <laughs> finger up. It's all getting a little bit too involved now, isn't it? Employing irony. Bring back the days of just flicking the Vs. A wanker sign at most. I haven't done the wanker sign for 20 years. What At all, in any aspect. I might have done it as a joke, but I just, I'm just i doing it now. It just feels... I don't know. It feels like something... Oh, I've not done do. it and meant it. Now, I, you know, who does wanker sign? Only children. <laughs> My do, son do put his middle finger up it? to me uh, last week. I said I asked him to go and do something, and he just stuck his middle finger up at me. And we he doesn't swear, right? He doesn't swear in the house. I'm sure he swears, but he doesn't swear. He's not allowed to swear. But it was so funny that he did it. I couldn't even go, don't do that. Because I'd burst into laughter. To I the think point where my someone girlfriend... that would, someone that would actually seriously do the wanker sign, uh, drinks Budweiser and watches like ITV. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's a certain type of person, isn't it? Like they will go out in jogging bottoms, like to a pub or something. Oh my goodness! You know, I went to the corner shop in my uh, jogging bottoms the other day. I've never felt more like I almost apologised to the bloke in there, and I was still the best dressed customer. Yeah, everyone else where you live in there in their fucking pyjamas. Yeah, if uh, at best. I didn't tell you I did a gig in Birmingham. And, uh, you did a gig where... in Basildon as well. I did that guy. I need to hear all about your local gig. I haven't spoken to you for over a week. I haven't done one in Basildon. I thought you were doing one in Basildon. I haven't done it yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I was in Birmingham and I went into the McDonald's and there was a family of four in their pyjamas. A family of four yeah, in yeah. PJs. Full that is PJ. a commitment to not bothering to, to sort out That's your day. That's like... Oh God, I just felt like shooting them. I, I, think I, you're allowed, I think you're allowed to say something in that situation. It's like, come on, man. What's all... Yeah, you Ugh. can literally say, that's unacceptable, and what you've done there to your children is child abuse. It's not cute, and they were looking around like, aren't we wacky? And it's like, I, I hate you. Yeah. I literally... Actually, like, I don't mean why literally. Think, why well, the whole family, male, or was it, who was there? Tell me, talk me through the setup. Well, it was a same sex couple, Ash. Why would you accept? No, it was a man, woman, and two children. I mean, he's got responsibility. I, I know that you can't sort of talk about gender and different, but the man there has got responsibility to. Well, what's instance. happened here is they're sitting around, there's like, who wants to come down, Mackie Dees? And they're like, Oh, sure, I can't be bothered to get dressed. Oh, sort of just go down the PJs. I don't care. You can't go down in your PJs. I can't look. Look, I'm going to make this getting the call. That was a terrible accent. That sounds oh, ovular. But, um... Oh, because there's a bit of a... There is a bit of a throat in the uh, Birmingham for you, isn't can't there? Can't do it, mate. Can't do it. 
What was I just going to say about my ovular? There's new. There's more news about it. Um, ovular update. Oh yeah, they gave me a. Th- I told you they told. I went to the GP and they said book an appointment with the ear, nose, and throat specialist. Yeah, and they said we need to make it urgent. So urgent. Then... I said, how long will it be roughly? She said, I really can't say. I said roughly. She goes, a few months. So then I get <laughs> this. Um, I get this letter through the door with four or five options on it. There's the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital, which is obviously the closest one to me. And, and then there's the... like. And there's like... that who uh, have they got doc- doctors and nurses, or is it just an old witch and some <laughs> some bones that she throws onto a tray? They said, rub a piece of raw meat in your throat, wrap it, and then go and bury it under a tree. Yeah, and that was yeah, so, yeah. So, um, so there's Norfolk and Norwich, there's Kingsland, there's Cromer, anyway. There's all these, I, I went through all of them. All of them just said no appointments available. What? I went online to book in, and every single hospital on the list said no appointments available. No, I heard what you said. All right. I was saying, what? All right, I went on the... I got a letter with all these hospitals on. <laughs> no, you don't need to. You don't need to start the anecdote again. Yeah, well, I don't know what to tell you. I can't tell you anything more than that. What the heck? What are you supposed to do? I don't know. Do I go back down the doctor and go, "Oh, there's no appointments available"? Can I have another letter which I'll do? That's incredible. Like that's just a dead. End. That's how people die, isn't it? That's yeah, how. That's how I know people you're not lose. This. They're obvious in the first place. That's mad. Well, that's the There's NHS. There's no appointments at all. And so next go... time I see a fucking hack comedian say how wonderful the NHS is and everyone gives a round of applause, I'm going to lob a bottle at him. Go, can you go how shit, far mate. into the future can you go? Oh, it just says no. I didn't try it. I literally logged on with like my patient number, whatever you call it, and then it says I clicked on like Norfolk and Norwich, no available appointments. I'm thinking, oh, shit, we have to go to King's Lynn. No available appointments. All of them. I can't so get what in. what are you going to do? What are I'm you gonna have to go gonna back do? down the GP. They're going to send out the letter again. And it'll probably all happen again and waste another six months. But are you going to? Am I going to speak to you no. tomorrow? And you've spoken to the GP? No. You know I'm not going to do anything. It's mad, isn't it? Why would you not? Well, because it's a waste of time, and I'm just going to sue him now. Fuck it. Gloves are off. Are you? No. Well, no. it's it's admin, isn't it? It's admin. Every, you should do. You've got oh, every right. Just looks like. I mean, all I've got to do is basically write what happened, send it to a no win, no fee um, medical sort of like, you know, like what you call, malpractice specialist, like a the claims guys. Yeah, like injury lawyers for you, but instead of injuries, it's like medical sort of like whatever. Ovular lawyers for you. Ovular. I just can't be bothered. Injury lawyers for ovular. I just honestly. I can't be bothered to do that. I mean, I haven't even invoiced all the people I've done gigs for, and I haven't got any. And I haven't got any money. Oh, JP. Well, everyone's been getting. Everyone's been bullying me online about not doing the podcast as well. Yeah, well, they will do that because they do want to hear from. I want to hear from you. Oh well, I'm, 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 I'm retreating from society. The trouble is, you've been busy. Yeah, I've been really busy. Um. I can't even... Oh, I did my lawn. Oh, I did my lawn. I love a bit of lawn. You were so proud of yourself when you did your lawn. No, it wasn't that I was... Actually, you've missed... It wasn't that I was proud. I properly had a a release of, like, endorphins and felt really good. It was that. Go on, tell us. Because you'd done something with your house. Because, I mean, that... 
spare room you've got. That has been a, the bane of your life. You've been working on it. You don't seem to be making any progress. It's like work, 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 but you're not getting there. See, this isn't helping, Ash. This is what I mean. So um, anyway, on Monday, I thought it's a nice day. I haven't done anything on my house for two years. I've sorted the lawn out. So what I did was I strimmed up the side. I cut it. Then I went, walked up to Wilco's and I got some weed killer and then I got a bag of um, all-in-one feed weed and moss killer. And then I applied it liberally, watered it in, and I'm just watching all the, the weeds uh, die and twist and contort. And then in two weeks, so not this Monday, but the next Monday, I will get my electric rake and I will scarify all the dead moss and, and then I'm going to aerate it with a fork. Then I'm going to reseed the top dress it with loam, with a mixture of loam, topsoil and sand. And then I'm going to be even happier. And then I've done all the weed killer out the back where my wife parks her car and out the front where it Well, looks you've got like... your terracotta warriors. I've got, they're on the, they're on the uh, rockery. They're, they are not been touched. And my skull, it's a fake skull, but I still want a real one. And then I weed, I did a weed killer out the front, and then I bought a pair of shears because my other shears got all bent, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna tidy up my little topiary privet hedge out the front. I'm looking forward to a neighbour coming and resting his ladders on it again. No, he actually chopped my bush in half, <laughs> so he could take the fence panel out, paint it, and put it back again. Didn't ask me. That is so funny that he did that. He just chopped your bush in half to get a fence panel out. Oh, my God. Okay, neighbour talk, neighbour talk. Uh, this is a new feature. Neighbour talk, neighbour talk. <coughs> neighbour talk. Right, I don't know what the fuck that was. So my <laughs> my neighbour, elderly woman, had a hip replacement on Friday. The one whose window you knocked on when you were having a little look in. No, no, the other one. No, no, no. He's involved as well. This is both sides. This is a neighbour talk. This is why I was so excited and gave it its own jingle. This is both sides. So his 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 wife had a hip replacement. They let her out of hospital on Sunday. She had a hip replaced Friday. And on no, they let her out Sunday morning and on Sunday night she fell over and broke her leg. What? Yeah, they've admitted. Why was she up? She's I think she might have been going to the toilet. Too much to TMI. But um so they've admitted they let her out to. So anyway, their son is a gay fella. And he was round there on Monday when I was out doing my lawn. And he was in the garden and my wife was talking to him. And he's quite camp. So then the other neighbour, the one who I looked through the window, he come walking through my garden because it's access. And just started talking to him going, like, how is she? Blah, blah, blah. And then when he turned around, he looked at me. I'd never, I'd never seen the two of them together, the gay son and the other neighbour, right? He looked at me and did this sort of like smirking, fucking hell, what do you reckon he's one of them fucking, like, homophobic sort of like... Uh, Explain his face for the listener. Sort of like grinning, smiling with his back to him and sort of like doing his eyes like, fucking hell, what do you reckon of him? He's a bit fruity, isn't he? Like that. And I didn't join in. I just looked at him and went, yeah, it's a shame what happened to her, isn't it? And I thought, I've grown! <laughs> Cause because you he, didn't do yeah. homophobic faces. Yeah, even though I'm not homophobic, I would have just sort of like done it to ingratiate myself to him somehow. It's and like, like if you were in Germany, you'd have probably end up being a Nazi. Well, yeah, the thing is, there's an awful lot of them, weren't there? There was an awful lot of Nazis. There was. So a lot of that, as my little factoid I like to say, Ash, a grasshopper and a locust are the same animal. 
But when grasshoppers swarm together, they transform, their thoraxes get longer, their mandibles get stronger, their legs get bigger. They change behavior like werewolves and they go around voraciously stripping down the environment. And then when they disperse, do you know what happens? They turn back into grasshoppers. And I think human beings are the same. When we swarm together like football hooligans, they do things they would never do as an individual. We change, our, our physiology changes in groups. And I think that's what Hitler knew that. So having them all together at them big rallies, dressed the same, acting in a uniform way, it was all a mind control thing. Well, that's that solved. But so you're saying you've broken that. You're no yeah. longer a grasshopper. Yeah. I'm saying I, I was such a, I was such a, a needy. I, I was, I had such a need to be accepted that if I saw one other grasshopper, I would turn into a locust with him. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you're not doing that. No, I'm not now, but when I was younger, I would have gone along with things I didn't agree with because the person in front of me, I would have done. I would have been two-faced and been like, yeah, I'm with you on this one. And then as soon as he walked off, I'd have been like, whoever I was with, I would have sort of like been ingratiating myself to them. It's lucky because otherwise you might have gone off with the... Uh, or tried it on with the... I think that's one reason I... Like people go, oh, let's go to the gay club, and I'm like, no, because I think I would end up sucking someone off. I'm very easily led because <laughs> you can't help yourself. You're I'm so not homo- I'm, I'm not homophobic. I'm just a people pleaser, and that's what worries me. You'd just literally be smothered in in gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe no, definitely not. Anyone listening? Like, no. Again, I, as with every episode, I try and refer it back to Norm MacDonald, but in his latest stand-up where he talks about how he accidentally... Yeah, the, the, a, the dessert man. Giving blowjobs. Who was it? The dessert man. Yeah, he's like... All of a sudden, when the waiter brings over the dessert tray, he's talking all sort of like seductively. Yeah, oh, can I tempt you with something naughty? <laughs> Oh, are we still talking about dessert? And then he's it, later, he's in the bathroom going, oh, I don't know how this happened, but I'm a man of my word. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so... Yeah, so anyway, someone was being a cunt and I wasn't a cunt with him just for the sake of it. So I, I, thought, I, sh- I thought I showed real growth there. The listener will be delighted. The yeah. listener will just be delighted to hear from us. We're, yeah, we're coming back. up... What day is it today? Is it Thursday? Yeah, it might be. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's impressive work, isn't it, in terms of lateness. But we have been busy and other things. But I went to uh, I went to the Essex Senior Cup final on official duty for the other podcast that I do. That sounds exciting. Why don't you tell us all about it, Ash? Yeah, I went to see Chelmsford play East Thurrock at, Coven- at Colchester Stadium. But we were given press passes to the game. From Radio wow. Essex. Big deal. And the problem with it was that I then... Like, I could talk about football as much as I want. Obviously, I like football. I know all about football. But when it came to having the opportunity to go and interview people about football that are, you know, play football, I suddenly couldn't even think about how to talk. On the mm. journey there, the whole, thi- the whole time on the way there, I was just thinking, what would I say? What would I say to a football manager? I don't know. I was like, yeah. uh, how, when, when do you start, how do you play football? And things like that. But where'd you get your ideas from? That's what I'd where'd say. Where'd you get your crazy ideas from? Yeah. Uh, but then we interviewed the winning manager afterwards and it all worked out nice. What did you say? Tell me what your opening question was. Uh, congratulations. You've won the big cup final. That's not really a question. 
but tactical masterstroke from you. Chelmsford kept playing the ball from deep for some reason. Route one. Well, not even route one. They played it really well and then thumped it into the box for no reason. And he said, yeah, our defenders. And then he just talked. And then we realised that this is a man who's managed like 800 games of football. He knows how to answer a question. Well, yeah, that's so, the thing, isn't it? They are, I think they have media training. I don't know if at that level they do, but... I imagine that this guy had had some media training. He knew what he, he knew what he was talking about. He gave different answers. Like We were like the third person that interviewed him, and he didn't repeat himself once. Do you think then, so you're a football manager, right? You've just, you've just won, you've just won the, the foot game, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I really want to talk about my the performance of my central defender. I thought he had a, a towering performance. So then was he like crowbarring? Was he like getting an eight? You know, like how politicians will have a message they want to get out, no matter what the question is. Does it, was it kind of like that? That is exactly what happened because he talked about the great performance, which we, we sort of led him to by saying, well done. They're, they're a team that's struggling. So I said, like, what do you need to do to survive in the division now? Like, this, will this spur you on? And he said, well, we had like 500 fans here today and they were very noisy. It was great to have them behind us. But where will they be on Saturday? And that was the point he used used us to make, I felt. Yeah. Was those fans aren't turning up every Saturday. He said if they turned up every week, we'd have a little bit more money, which means we'd be able to buy better quality players, which means we'd be doing better than we are. Yeah, so that was his little message that you had to get. It worked out that week. Must get this I, out. I think so, yeah. Mm. But yeah, Norwich doing well, aren't they? Norwich top of the league, aren't they? Yeah. That's your team. Well, guess. You love football. Why do you love football so much? I just... I, well, I think it's just the fast pace, the crowds. It's just the colours of the shirts. I don't know, just all of it. The, the grass. fans. I like looking at the, the, the neat grass. <laughs> The I bet you do. That I would be your do. biggest. That'd be your biggest thing, wouldn't it, in football? I think it's a big reason why I like golf. I mean, you get a lot of different sort of shades of grass and different bits of like. It's just it's like a nice landscaped place to be. There used to be like that was a viable job choice, wasn't it, to be a groundskeeper for a golf course? But that has died. Now. Well, I actually know someone that I played a course last Friday where the, I was speaking to the greenkeeper and he's done. He's transformed it, and I saw him halfway round. He's sort of like a mate, someone I know. And then afterwards, I thought, do you know what? I'm going to send him a message on Facebook. And I sent him a message. And I just said, do you know what, mate? Credit where it's due. That course was unrecognisable. You're doing a really good job. Oh, no. Did he message back, say, I've been made redundant? And no, he said, thanks, mate. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I said, I wouldn't go it's that far because I didn't, I didn't play very well. But the course was looking immaculate. It's now done by a conglomerate. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, wasn't a uh, listener to the show and previous guest Toby a groundsman briefly on the on a greenkeeper? Yeah, he was kind of something to do with a, gr- a golf course. Oh, I, I stopped. Got, did I he stopped. Get sacked for attacking someone. Or... Yeah, he attacked someone with a nine iron for pulling in front of me at a petrol pump. Yeah. I I stopped at a, a driving range on the way to my gig in Birmingham on Saturday, and they had weeds, patches of weeds on the putting green, and I just got, got put my clubs back in my car and fucked off. You did not do it. No, I did not do it. I was like, oh, you fucking piece of shit. Had you paid? No, no, I went there and I went to go. I didn't, I was going to go to the driving range. I weren't even going to putt, but they had such a disregard for the game. I had to leave. <laughs> Honestly. 
But I, I don't understand it because that surely wouldn't cost them anything. No. I mean, I, I put more effort into my fucking lawn than they have their putting green, their practice putting green. But when green. we went and played golf, I kind of thought it's a license to print money because the place we went to was kind of ramshackle and... Very much so. Not much of a, an upkeep, just a shed. We were basically hitting balls out no, of the shed. Where I go, £6.50 six for 100 balls as well. Yeah. How it's much? It's just a shed. Was it six pound fifty for a hundred? Too balls? much. Is that too much? That's quite a lot. Six pounds fifty. I don't know. Well, that's a lot to it's hit. Well, because I was with you, so it was free. Oh no, not that one. Days. I don't know. I can't remember what that was. Oh, your one. Yeah, the one where I go. But if you go there and hit a cut, if you hit a bucket of balls every day, it's like nearly sixty quid. I'm not good at math. Sixty quid a week, nearly fifty odd. I don't know. Adds up, yeah. and I do hit a bucket every day. That's why I mention it. Hey, hey, hey! Do not talk about Mrs. Panks like that. Ew! Oh, Ew! Anyway, I'm doing hating live on Saturday in London. Oh, at the Museum of Comedy? No, at the Top Secret. At Top Secret Comedy, hating live? Yep. This is it going big time, isn't it? Your little yep. dream thing that you started up, your idea. This is <laughs> the big time. Hey, not only that, full run in Edinburgh, 10.30 at the Big Cave. What about that? That's going to be very good. How many does that hold? Um, I don't know, actually. Good, good. Well, 150, 200, I guess. I don't know. This could go national. This could be a big thing. But I think the biggest thing, the venue's great, but I think the time slot is... The big winner. 10.30 instead of midnight. Tell the listener what Hating Live is. Hating Live is an improvised stand-up show where... A so, panel no, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't judge it on that. Don't judge no. it on that. Listen it's not it, improv. It it's not improv where we will have to do that voice. Like, hello, uh, I'm coming to the cheese shop to buy a pair of ch- some cheese. Oh, thank you. Not for some reason, sketch slash impro people do that voice. Yeah, yeah, we got that from what you just said. Stuck in the 50s? Why are they stuck in the 50s? Let's get to the bottom of this. I don't know. We need to push on with what Hate and Live is. Oh, okay. So it's actual stand-up. So the audience will write down suggestions, topics to go in a bucket. And in that bucket, you can put anything. And 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 the slant or the angle of the show is that people will, the comedians will have to say why they hate whatever's in that bucket. So people will put things in there that they actually hate, like everyone hates traffic wardens and wasps, or some people will try and put really things that it's impossible to hate in there. Yeah, that's where the beauty comes from. And then people put dark things in there, like it's really dark to say things. But But then, so the twofold experience as an audience member is you get to watch the show, but also you want to see your suggestion come out. So it's very interactive. And we have a panel I've done of... it. I had a great time when I did it, although it was one of the scariest things I've ever done. I remember you were p- properly, as we would say in the 80s, bottling it, and I had to give you a little talk to, didn't I? I don't remember what you said. But I put my I hands on your shoulder and I kissed you on the forehead. And I said, I Ash. You basically said it doesn't matter. Yeah, I said, who gives a fuck? You're not going to see any of these cunts again. And then um, it was fine. I had a good no, time. And then I, gave, I fed you a line just before you went on as well. Yeah, what was it? You did say something. You, you had to say why you hate your first direction. Yeah. And you didn't know what to say. And as you walked on, I said, you haven't had it yet in your ear. And I and went, you boom. Said, and you said, the reason I hate my first direction is uh, when's it going to come or whatever you said. Basically my line, but, but a bit worse. 
And then and it, was it got big laugh, little bit of smattering of applause. I said, Jussie P, thank no, no, you. you didn't. You clearly Game didn't. over. I'm noticing a pattern here of not getting the credit for the show I mean, or the lines. I mean, Justin, <laughs> I just want to say Justin Panks wrote that line. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what you said. But um, no, so that's what it is. But I think 10.30 at the Big Cave is going to be phenoms. But yeah, this Saturday we're doing it in uh, Top Secret, the late, late, late show, about 11, I think. I uh, I did Up the Creek on Saturday, mm-hmm. the comedy club. I know it. And someone heckled me with your mum. Wow. Blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Your mum. What I about thought... when we did a gig together recently in an undisclosed location and a newer act started doing a joke and I think he was three words in and I leaned over and went, it was his dad. <laughs> And that was the oh punch. yeah, that was nice. What was the joke? I can't remember, but I remember you saying, this, "Oh yeah," because he said he was heckled from the back of the room, and he said, uh, "I a fucked man your mum." I fucked your mum last night, and you went, yeah, "It was his dad." And then he and went, then the joke. I ignored the worst him. Thing was, the joke went on for a good two minutes, and then he went, "I said, all right, dad, keep yeah. it down." I think one of my favourite moments on the podcast we've ever had is when you did was reading. <laughs> I don't know why it sticks out of my mind. You was reading out of your notebook and you had that really stupidly long setup to a Ghostbusters joke about, <laughs> about hair gel. Do you remember it? Yeah. And the punch. <laughs> I once was a Ghostbuster and I went to a haunting in a hair gel factory. The things you saw in there, the things I saw in there, would make your hair stand on end. There you go. I think it was even longer than that. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it. Well, no, but yeah. So anyway, yeah, predictable fucking people. Predictable fucking people. Yeah. Good. Well, predictably, that's the end of this podcast. But before we go, Justin, Ash, we've got to say a massive thank you to the contributors this month. Everyone on Patreon, thank you so much for your support. It means a lot. It means that we can put the podcast up. It means that we can pay the bills of the podcast. The storage, yeah. the bandwidth, the... Well, it's the storage and the bandwidth, really, isn't it? Big thank you this week. Extra big thank you to Dave Cooper, who has donated $30 on Kofi. Which That's is a way huge... to do it. He is going to get himself a T-shirt for that. He has done that more than on more than one occasion. Uh, he's getting a T-shirt along with Mark Honeybuns and Toby. Um, I'm going to call him Toby Oldfield. I can't remember if that is his surname. Yeah, uh, is. He is. He's a $10 a month patron now, Toby. He has been contributing for months. Um, so he's also going to get a T-shirt. They are going. When are they going out, the T-shirts? Uh, I've got the date here. It is. Um, it says here it will be the 17th of when I get round to it. Okay, so if you get your T-shirt, when you get your T-shirt, we want to see a picture of it, don't we? Definitely. In your T-shirt. We want to see a picture of you in our T-shirt in different locations. And you've seen the design, Ash. It's a, it's a, st- it's a good design. You've got to wear it out the house. Exactly. Um, it's like a also, dare. the stickers, if you're a $5 patron, you're entitled to some stickers. Uh, if you haven't already got them, let us know before they're gone. And uh, there'll be some more sticker stuff coming up in the not-too-distant future. Uh, Justin, Ash. what you got coming up? What do you want to say? Uh, I wanna, just want to say to everyone, like, 
Uh, it wasn't really my fault the pod went up late, but I will be the whipping boy. But just go easy on me. I'm having a rough time. That's all. That's all I want to say. Get yourself on Twitter, Justin. Make you feel better. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's good advice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Get I'm yourself feeling, up I'm feeling there. a little bit low self-esteem. Why don't you go put some of your opinions out on Twitter? That'll reinforce you, make you yeah. feel better about yourself. They're nice on there. Thank you again to Janice for doing that video on YouTube. That was very funny. Um, I like that Yanis, he stuck his um, his Paranx and Firth sticker on a machete. Did you yeah, see I that? saw that. I saw that. I mean, that's what that's the thing. I open Twitter, see things like that, and just close it again. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Fair? He also sent me, he sent me a tweet, I think, yesterday or this morning saying, knock, knock. And I thought, I oh, don't. This sounds like the beginning of a horror film. I yeah. will not respond to you, Yanis. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone to your support. If you want to go to Patreon, please do. We're, we're Pranks and Firth. If you want to go to Kofi, Kofi, co V underscore, fund, fund, blunt, and uh, co-v.com forward slash pranks, in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. See you later, mate. Bye.